We just finished the Unified Science course from ResidentScience.org. Yeah, with Nassim Harriman's um, uh, uh, Resident Science Institute. Foundation. Yeah, and uh, so this is the last of the free, like they give you a, it's pretty intensive actually. It's like a six module and these modules are not short. Like it takes you a couple days to go through each one. I mean, there's lots of reading, lots they of They have lots of sections to each. Yeah, some videos, yeah. reading, a lot of material. It's a, it's definitely, a, yeah, it's a full course for sure. And you can watch our other videos to see one through five where we break down what's in each of those sections in case yeah. you don't want to go through the entire course. And I'm, I'm sure if they're watching this one at all, it's because they've watched the other ones or they took the course themselves. So, hey, uh, are you yeah. guys that down? But anyway, um, okay, so this is sort of just like our, our cliff notes of our impressions and the things that stuck with us during that. So yep. I did like their, they, they always be the change that you wish to see in the world by Gandhi. They put that in there. I was like, okay, yes, I like it, like it. Um, so like, I'm just going to go through some of my notes here, but. Um, yeah, you do that. So and this I'll is like. We, yeah, what did you get the most out of it? What, what, what was this core, this section for you? What did you, what were your key points? This is going to sound like really like my overall impression of this section. This is a horrible thing to say, but it almost felt like it was like a lead up to like coming up to why the science of the arc crystals was amazing. And have you you've ever seen um a Christmas story how there's like Ralphie and yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's that have, time of year. Yeah. It's that time of year. But, but Ralphie, like, it's like some special decoder and he's like doing this stuff with the radio all the time is to get in there. And it's like, be right, right, right. sure to take your oval team. And he's like, oval? <laughs> kind of like, oh my God. So that much. feeling. That like build up. Yeah. That build up kind of, I, that, that same like emotional feeling I kind of have for this. I was like, and they want you to buy a thousand dollar crystal with magnets on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit kind of how I felt, but okay. So, but there were cool things. It wasn't all like, wah, wah. but, um, I can go into why I think the crystal is want, want, but, uh, anyway, I still kind of, I, if it was given to me, I would love it. I would take it and I would pay for it if it was not you know five thousand dollars for the, the highest price yeah. one or yeah even the cheapest one is what just under a thousand or something it's like okay yeah. um i don't care if it had to grow in a in a lab for two years i mean like it, it right okay so let's talk about the crystals since we're talking about them anyway okay, so the crystals are yeah lab grown crystals and they're they're uh, geometrically perfect. They have to be carved perfectly. First of all, grown perfectly and then carved per perfectly. It's a, it's a precision. There were a lot of prototypes before, before they finally got the models that they were happy with, um, which are geometric, like sacred geometry crystals. So, so what else about them? You well, okay. Them. They're supposed so, to help. Uh, well, I have my, my notes I took about them. It's like, okay, so they're $1,200. That's like the base price. They're paisi They're supposed to be talking about like paleoelectricity, which is like compression of, like you compress inorganic, like like uh, you know how organite kind of works. The property, uh, okay, right. paleoelectricity, the property of change polar of charge polarization under uh, mechanical stress or uh, or 
deformation. And then to show uh, piezoelectricity, a crystal must be must have no center of symmetry. And then the first, and there's, it was first used in sonars in, in 1917. Okay, and then so it says like the precision geometric quartz, which is AKA synthetic. That's what I'm like, okay. And I'm like a quartz miner, guys. Like, and like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm into uh, that stuff. Like, and how, how do you uh, synthetically grow CiO2? Okay, so like technically, how do they do that? And um, it's just like Swarovski crystals right it, like it is the right. same stuff as sand c cio2 is like quartz is right. the most common abundant mineral in the world so it's like you know underneath the right pressure they grow it in a lab they do that for chandeliers for everything all the way around like there's no way to get it any more perfect than it already grows like that you know i mean yeah to cut it great okay but like they 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 mass manufacture stuff in china for i mean like you know, don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Um, <laughs> or, you know, kind of exactly yeah. that. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, but I, I do like, I like those crystals. And I like uh, the fact that it is made in a, in a lab. It kind of goes against my natural. Yeah, I mean, and this says that the process takes two and a half years, and I'm like, to grow? Because that's, okay, how, I don't know how they got to explain that to me, but, and then you cut the crystals to be uh, a tetrahedron shape to be in an optimal harmonic resonance with water, okay? And then how can they uh, just be cut in certain dimensions, like a, to create piezoelectric, uh, to, how can it just be cut in certain dimensions to create piezoelectric effect? Because I, I was under the impression that like, so is that just saying that the de deformation of the cut like is, having no center of symmetry like that doesn't make sense to me because piezoelectricity from my understanding has been when there like there's a stress put on it that's oh and, right. and therefore there's a pulsation that's happening because of this constant stress not just by the cut of the stone and then when you, yeah so i was saying like wouldn't you have to apply external mechanical stress so that, that was kind of and then I just kind of felt like total sales pitch. And then like the titanium, even the, the way the ma magnets are placed on it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of detail to positive negative sides. I mean, they're like round bar magnets, which wouldn't be, I don't know. Anyway, like I'm sure they're great because they, they, show, they show them putting them against like plants and that the plants grow with the crystals versus not. Um, and that it increases the pH balance of water and to yeah. lower desirable salts. You know, so I mean, anyway, they're they have they 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 have a little bit of science behind, like, hey, that these these are kind of marketed as almost like free energy pulsers that make your health better and everything around it better. But I I don't know. I just like I said, I got the Ovaltine feeling about it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I did that section so long ago from our conversation that that's not the thing that stood with me the most. Um, but I see what you're saying. But I, I definitely felt that there was like the sales pitch in there with the, um, because it is like, it is their product. And, and that it just is conveniently located in the course. So I, I did feel that. But on the other hand, I was like, I wasn't hung up on it. I didn't feel like that that was my only takeaway or that that was the takeaway. I had actually almost completely forgotten about it until looking over my notes on it also. Um, but I, you could probably, I, I was wondering, like when I was reading it, I remember thinking, why, uh, why can't I just be doing this regularly either through intention with water mo molecules 
or quartz that you can find everywhere, like you said, like what, why, because it's a perfect tetrahedron or is it because uh, like that the crystal, the crystallized, the, the crystal itself is tetrahedron, I don't know. But I remember thinking, I felt like this was something that could be more accessible. Maybe it wouldn't be as quote unquote perfect, but it's still, it still is. You could program water, you could program water molecules. I mean, we've seen that work done with with Dr. Uh, Imoto, right, for with right. water molecules. So why why not? I, I don't know. But um, yeah, but I yeah, mean, I didn't get. You're so, not going to so, change the world with a twelve hundred dollar crystal. I mean, like, I mean, maybe, but. Um, yeah, so okay, but like, let's go back to the other notes. Okay, so then, um, uh, you know, I, I also, uh, let's talk about the Tom Bearden, the PhD guy, because you, I, I watched it a while ago. I remember he made a good impression on me, uh, yeah. but you rewatched it right now, so yes, so, um, this goes, this was actually one of the main takeaways for me, which goes to it. Everything, all energy is fat, is found in the field. So the entire field, everything that we, everything that is, is the field, and they're extrapolating energy from it or learning how to do that at this point. And he, he is, he's either an advisor for or researcher for um, military and NASA projects, which is, which are basically asking him how can they. Well, at some point when they want to change over to, let's say, regular fuel or whatever energy source they're using for whatever it is they have, like an aircraft carrier, for example, um, they want to switch over to this other energy, which would, which is basically, he said, everything is found in the field. So that to me is unified physics that like, here we are, we get like, you know, this air that is around us is full of energy and, and we could energize everything something small like pretty much he compared using uh a coffee cup and and how like the energy of the entire universe is within a coffee cup an empty coffee cup by the way so i was like wow you know that that is amazing so that that to me is like making the switch from going to from uh from the earth using all of these either non-renewable resources or resources that we have when we really are just wasting our time with that and we need to be looking into the fields for energy source and for whatever it is, either space travel or just ener yeah. energi using it as energy here. So that's that's his big thing. Um, well, yeah, and I wrote in my notes that is he, he has this thing about how nature doesn't insist on conserving energy in 3D, but she works in 4D and that the dipoles, like permanent magnets, like negative entropy. So you have yeah. to engineer the, the negative entropy. Um, right. Holes don't get destroyed. Nope. Right. Which it says destroyed. is solved right. by uh, Whitaker in 1903. So like it, it talks about over unity is a closed um, system energy generation. But uh, so this, a lot our large section of right. this was about free energy being able to like, you right. know, if you think about it, like our earth has a, a, a system that works like the water, you know, it evaporates, it goes in the clouds, gathers, it rains down and it goes, it does its stuff, goes down to the groundwater. Then when, I mean, you know, it's like a cycle right. that it's a song it's a that system. never ends. It's a closed system. It's great. But um, like forever in physics, there has been the argument that there's, you know, there is no such thing as exactly. a closed system. There's always, exactly. you know, um, there's always like 
uh, energy loss or whatever. Um, so yes, that's that that was really um, pretty. And I do remember like even studying this section, I got dreams about like um, um, like that water fall thing I showed you um, uh, where let's see. Actually, maybe that was, you know, do you remember this? It was like a dream I had right before I left Mexico, but it was like, you know, how there was like, like how the water would fall and then it would go into like, oh, like right, right. caught into a yeah. funnel and then swirl up to the thing that goes and drops it and, you know, like a perpetuating like uh, uh, energy pump thing, which I'm sure like maybe exists or something or could be used on a smaller scale. But either way, I think even just listening to ideas of these things makes um, your brain start like yeah, thinking think of other of possibilities. possibilities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, empty space is not empty. It's electromagnetic in nature. Energy density is very high, even everywhere we are. Energy, that energy density is very high. So yes, exactly. The dreaming is limitless. And that's what I love about it, actually. That's, that's what I love about quantum, the, the whole uh, unified physics or this new physics that we're talking about. Um, yeah. That this energy can be tapped into. We're, we're on the verge of this whole new understanding of what, of what energy is. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Oh, I remember that, uh, that guy talked about how like Tesla's nephew was alive and he like rode in a car with him. I thought that was interesting. But then uh, also it talks about like, um, you know, uh, the speed of light, um, energy flow problem. Oh, the speed of light. Yeah. Oh, right. That was another point that stuck with me at one of the last, um, the last mod. Well, the last part of the module was the speed of light, and then getting into wormholes, which I thought was yeah. pretty and cool. Space because memory. And space memory. Yeah. But the, these wormholes, which was the last thing that really stood out for me, was, okay, so like if you think of, let's say you have a flat piece of paper and you accordion it, and then you put a hole through the middle of it, like you're traveling the distance of this flat paper faster through this wormhole than as if it was like actually flat, because then you'd have to get from point A to point B, the end of the, the, end of the piece of paper, it would take you longer because it's like all this, this area that you would have to cover rather than this accordion style that just had a hole through it and then you would just cover it really quick. Like that's the wormhole. So I was thinking when he was talking about the, um, uh, traveling at the speed of light or like traveling beyond it, I was wondering if he was, he never actually came out and said wormholes. There is actually, they were saying that radiation comes faster than the speed of light. Like, I mean, yeah. And uh, I mean, like just like our entire science i mean just this entire belief that there's nothing faster than the speed of light just is um i've always thought that that's false. just motivation and false yeah it's just like okay. yeah well that that there's actually a point that that's referenced in this section about that that that's not exactly true um yeah that, that it, it's true to an extent of like like maybe we can't travel faster than speed of light, but they're, I don't know. I don't remember that. What well, we I mean, said. yeah, I and, then, and then they had the guy, uh, Claude Poyer, the National Press Club, and he's like 15% of UFOs are, you know, like are really unexplained. And then you have the um, French NASA UFO researcher officially talking um, 
uh, you know, about observations of occupants and on these, I mean, so they actually, they went into a little bit of the UFOs and going like, well, what are they, what are they doing here? Like, what is their yeah. anti-gravity? Yeah. What is their energy or, yeah, what's which, their anti-gravity Which is tech? cool, because like, cool. I love going from, I love conversations where it's not like you have to be like, okay, UFOs are real. Let me provide the evidence for you to believe they're real. Because it's like, you always have to start from that. And it's like, I'm so over that. I want to go from, okay, well, what are they doing to do these things? You know, like, I, and yeah. I, I like how they, they didn't even try to convince us that they're real or not. They're like, yeah, okay. So they're real, but so like, this is there, and they're doing something that is defining or defying our, our current Yeah, gravity. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that was, that was one of the things I liked about the Tom, Tom Bearden guy, because he he's working with NASA and, again, military personnel with their projects. And he said that same thing as, like, matter of fact. Like, there's no, that's not even a question. Like, we're just trying to figure out, like, UFOs technology. It was never like, oh, whether we should tell the, the, <laughs> the public that there are UFOs. That was just a given that they were just trying to understand what UFOs were using with their anti-gravity. Exactly. Right. So that was cool. Yeah. So they do talk a little bit about um, uh, zero point energy and then uh, electromagnetic drives or EM drives and then magnetic hyperdynamic plasma device. And that's something that Harmon himself is, is patenting. So that's, kind of cool i didn't know it, it and i thought was that sort of like the lead into the crystals or what was that exactly because um i remember um and then they, they had this like a uh, russian guy this dr eugene um podkniff he's a russian oh. ceramics engineer and he's modi modifying local gravity fields and then like um so gravity shield gravity shielding gravitational shielding and if a thing if a thing is uh, spinning or uh, magnified, floating, how do you how do you, how do you weigh it? So, like there was, um, yeah, basically they were losing weight of stuff by its spin, and so that oh, was yeah. yeah. So that was um, that was a really interesting thing, and that was called the Coriolis effect. I don't know. I don't anyway, I have some, maybe that's written down in my notes. I think that is like really frustrating is like you go and you look up and you research. I, so I started researching this Eugene Plata Bugufnif. I don't know. His last name is spelled P-O-D-K-L-E-T-N-O-V. I don't know how you would say that. But uh, you, you, you find very limited, you know, stuff on it yeah and it's kind of yeah. a lot of anytime you read wikipedia about anything that's free energy or anything that's a little bit alternative it they just present everything like yeah oh, this is this whack job did xyz and you know that's funny because the other day i was watching something and i saw this guy uh, it was on i guess it was like one of those facebook videos and I wasn't listening to it. I just was reading it as the video was playing. And uh, he was like one of the main guys that that edits and adds to and checks over Wikipedia. This guy that lives in Virginia. And I just was like, like I forgot how many thousands, like hundreds, not hundreds, of like tens of thousands of pieces of material he's reviewed Wikipedia. And I was like, why does everything come down to this guy? Like just because he likes to research and go to the library? Like everyone's got their biases. Shouldn't it be like... I don't know more than that, but anyway, 
it's just funny that you mentioned that because that's yeah i have a friend that contributes to wikipedia a lot and they like pride themselves on it and it's just like it ends up kind of being like okay well so we're basically getting this encyclopedia of the world you know kind of uh fact checked by very small percentage of people right right exactly and yeah and this guy was going to libraries and stuff like doing some research on the internet as well but like a lot of it he was going to libraries but i was like thank god somebody's going to a freaking library nowadays but like uh but anyway still there's definitely biases everywhere how do you know that like what this person where i don't know just it's questionable yeah um and over and the over unity system which they keep on calling it instead of free energy which is uh which is which is clever or nice or good or whatever maybe i should just call them that but um they said that there's 50 50 inventors that went over over unity systems in the russians before the 1942 and then there's paramedic uh, oscillators and suppression of this area is for is from the world's cartels and that they find vulnerabilities and ex exploit right. people so and right. i and i and i've definitely well, i've been researching free energy stuff for a long time and it's it's always like Very a hard. story. It's like oh yeah, they invented this cool machine and then their all yeah. their lab all they disappears. Yeah, he dies, yeah. serious cancer or whacked right. off or something, or right. his entire lab was like suicide. Right. Yeah, suicide. Usual story. Yeah, same sort yeah. of thing. Just disappears. Yeah, it's crazy how much that that was a great lesson too. Uh, yeah, it talks about. Did you did you remember the part about this, the types of civilizations? I just was yeah, but the, yeah, the, it's a um, the graduation scale. So like you have a, we are apparently zero type humans, and you go all the way up to where people have, you know, type three civilizations where they're able to use all the energy of their star. So it's like they have a Dyson sphere around the star, which is like a giant city that is a globe that's around the now that's just a sci-fi that's literally is a science fiction yeah the whole thing you know, was the whole a theory which right. so i i don't know how much value i i hold in what type of society we are not especially if we're i mean if we don't really even understand what consciousness is so we don't understand our owning significance or power even we don't really know well and also this whole okay so we're a zero civilization maybe going into a one civilization which means basically we could exit our planet, planet yeah. and and stay within our solar system and visit and visit with other planets in our solar system which is what we're pretty much between zero and one i guess right now but but that's an excellent point like just so you they did kind of mention all right so our our dna is going to change like what is what is it going to look like we're not they, they briefly mentioned technology and dna um as like how that's going to change in these different civilizations and what we would not even what we would need just that it would change um going on into these different civilizations it for me it reminded me of like these dimensions and how we talk about dimensions all the time like what dimension is this so it reminded me of like right. civilizations somewhat like these other dimensions but that but you bring up a good point about the consciousness because it's like well what are the factors so no con i guess consciousness at least an intelligence would have to raise in order for us to go on to the next level of civilization but beyond that what about like other types of consciousnesses i, I mean they, they even, and the later in the module point. they even go and talk about like like towards the very last 
um, like the very end, like they talk about like cellular uh, membrane and the cryoskeleton and about how, you know, consciousness is not just involved in the brain, but it's also in the connective tissue too. And yeah, like we know from like when I read the multidimensional universe theory or whatever, it's, it's, it, consciousness is not localized. It's not like you can give right. a person a lobotomy to different parts of their brains or whatever. And it's, it's, we don't even know where memory is stored within the brain. Right. Like, it's right. Um, we, you know, it's, it's kind of like, um, we, we really don't understand why it is that these meat package vessels can even think it. I, we don't understand consciousness. And um, I feel like to go from like, we don't understand our own consciousness or even like why we dream to then go like, well, we're only at a zero type planet, but eventually we're going to go to, we're beginning to beginning to go to type one, but we can go all the way up to type two and type three. And you're kind of going like, man, that's like, that's just like speculation and then circle jerking around speculation on speculation on speculation. Right, right. Exactly. It's just like, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, anybody I can it's a nice thought experiment, but it's, but it's yeah. also, that's what it was. Yeah, it's a thought experiment, but it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't find what value it is in that. Like, right. Know. Like where, where, where was this in the rest of that? I don't remember what it was, what it was around, but I do remember thinking, okay, well, that's an interesting thought, but what else did I, I just briefly check what I put. Yeah. Except for the fact that I liked that this, there was some kind, for me, it was, well, where are these civilizations related to consciousness? Because that there was this other dimensional aspect of it. But, um, but again, it's all theory. I mean, it's all whatever. We can talk about it over a fire and some like bond, you know, like whatever. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter. But, you know, I, I, I still, uh, I mean, I did like that they brought in some UFOs and like, like, that that uh that Tom Bearden dude was super interesting. They he brought up um, Dr. Hal Putoff, you know, uh, who's like kind of big in the UFO world, and um, they he talks about the Lamb shift energy, energy is everywhere kind of thing. Um, so they had some great points and great stuff, and overall, I enjoyed this course immensely. Oh, you know what? At the end. The last point is warp drive physically possible. Warp drive, yeah, yeah. So this was again with the wormholes. So I had some questions. Are wormholes and black holes the same, but on micro and macro levels? Um, they kind of briefly led to that, but I wasn't sure if that's what that was being, that was actually being said. To me, it seemed like it, it was. I mean. Uh, and then there was this whole warping bubble of space. I loved that though. That was like when you push something out, like when you, like you propel something from behind, so it pushes it out and it like gets this little bubble around it, right? So, so all these things that are traveling through space are traveling in these little bubbles. And I thought, oh, well, that's what orbs are, you know? Like it kind of actually explained orbs. So that's another thing that I liked about all this because it's starting to explain the unexplainable natural like, phenomenon that we have all witnessed at some point. Uh, so it could be, yeah, these little yeah, bubbles. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, um... Yeah, I, I guess I guess I kind of feel like uh, like black holes, um, warm. I mean, I don't know. I I kind of uh, I think it's 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 just good theory for now. But uh, until we know how to use that in application, um, okay. But I mean, yeah, well, no, it's great to think about for sure. 
Yeah, well, the last, I don't know if you watched the video with this guy who, uh, I wish I could even explain it. I just remember he was doing an experiment with like um, a very small level, but there was this new, new equation that was found. Okay, I don't, I can't even explain it at all. But the, this other guy was trying to put this theory to the test and the experiment was that there were these two small boats uh, in water and that, you know, if you have one boat and you put a wave through and there was like really rough water, the, it, would, it would shake a lot, right? The boat would move. But if you have these two boats pretty close together and you do the same thing, like it was the same turbulence in the water, the water between the boats would actually cancel out and they, these boats would move together towards each other, creating this, this energy between them. So this is what this guy did prove actually on a very, very small level. And he was saying that like, I don't know, maybe it was on the Planck level, but anyway, he, he was saying like that this is actually, okay, that was the first proven experiment of that original theory that had basically been published in journals. So, so I think that, yes, it's all, yes, something that we could just talk about and say whatever, but it's actually starting to happen on small levels right. with this experiment, for an example, and it's starting to get proven. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I hope that they do continue to grow it and do more with it. I think that'd be yeah. good. It's cool. I mean, overall, this course for me was, it was good. I think, as I mentioned to you, off, off the camera another time that I think I would like to just explore any of the any of these themes that I found interesting like wormholes or uh Westminster Fuller like I didn't know about him before yeah. like just to explore more of um that's what it brought to me or just to think things differently um but but yeah, yeah. it's a lot a lot of information and I don't know how much detail one needs to really go into but a lot of it's there I think that that's why it's out there that's why it's free and I encourage people to go and look at the modules and just pick out what's right what's interesting for you yeah and I mean I do think um it's nice to know that there's other um like you know working intelligent scientists out there that are not just only in the given narrative like you know, yes. we don't live in a um, draconian society. I mean, like there are there are Galileos trying to like you know actually discover things, which is right. which is nice because part of me felt like we lived in like almost like a fatalist world that was just like this is what it is, and you know I'm a little sick of that in a lot of ways. So yeah. um, so that was it. Does really present cool. a new model. It does present a new model, and, and yeah, encourages and people to you know, be interested, be interested in it, communicate with them, like, and that's the thing yeah. about it, they, they had yeah. Zoom sessions that went on with this, like, you can, yeah. um, they're very accessible, they're very accessible, they're very involved, like, if you have questions about anything, if you want to get into it, like, I, this is even something that I think, like, a high school kid could do, too. Definitely, I was thinking the same thing, it's a good, if somebody's interested in physics, or, uh, anyway, it's, or, this at all, any level, well, it's any level, but yeah, but, any level, like, but yeah, but like high school totally. and above, you know, I mean, Dem um, yeah, and it was also People a have great review of physics and some basic science things for us, like at one point, like right. there was models on that, it yeah, a lot of, like a lot of physics. Cool stuff in. and I love, and also, if you think of it, and we're changing from a new model, if we're changing from an old model to a new model, this is really just baby steps here at the beginning, and everything's just going to catch on eventually. So we have to just like, I think it's starting to change. Like the, the tides are turning, the waves are growing like in this direction. And 
because the masses are interested in it, you know, so it can be accessible. Well, why does it have to be somebody that's so, you know, outside of the regular person? Oh, we could all have at least investigate and everybody has the potential to, to learn more about it. Why not? And contribute. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, uh, thank you, Harriman or Nassim Harriman, yeah. everybody for making yeah. this a super cool course. And, you know, Definitely. maybe one day, yeah. you know, when I, uh, feel like dropping 12, you know, $1,200, I'll buy a crystal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Resonance That's science. that. Go, go and check it out if you have yeah. it. Or tell us what you think if you have. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's why we did this. So cool. See you next time. Bye. Oh, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs>